Hercules here, and welcome to the Spark Show, where we got comedy, news, and two forgettable dicks. With Sparks, you've got tiny wrists. Pike hates French toast and your children. And you, the committee. Yo, what up, fucker? Subscribe now and become a committee member. Let's rock! That's what I'm talking about! Hey, Pike, how are you? Hello, good, how are you? I'm so great, it's so good to be here, it's so nice to see you. I, I would agree on all of that. Sincerity, 100% right now. And I know it sounds Locked. like I'm being facetious, but I just can't handle being sincere. So it comes off like I'm being a dick, which I don't always enjoy being. So my apologies if it's coming off that way. No, same thing. Everybody says that about me. Never it's serious. Hard. It's hard. Yeah. Are you, are you being sarcastic? I don't know. Mm, chances are, mm, maybe. Maybe maybe I'm just being oh, for the joke. It's likely. Correct. It's like it's likely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, we got a great show today. So look, if you're here, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. If you could hit subscribe. Oh my God. Wouldn't that be a magical moment? Pike, what do you think happens when when uh, a committee member hits subscribe here on the show? What do you think they do? What do you think happens? Oh, I think both of our wives um probably feel that in their genitals our wives you well, think yeah. De- i'm gonna have another yeah. committee member stimulate my wife it's not what well, not directly but they know that it's now one step closer to having a sugar daddy uh hmm you i don't think you saying? should hit subscribe uh committee member uh don't hit subscribe in fact if you do I can't blame you. I understand. I, 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 I'm going to hit subscribe myself here in a minute because uh, I wouldn't know what that's like. <laughs> yeah. Just, well, just set your computer next to your bed when you're doing it. So like right at that time, just like click. Exactly. And for the first she time, know. I will witness my wife experiencing pleasure. <laughs> yeah. 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 You did. You did that. Look I know. It'll be like, wow, so this is what it's like. I mean, just amazing. That right there is not a financial advisor. His name is at Pike Taylor Radio on all social media. He's a great dude. He's a great man, okay? He hits subscribe quite often. Let me just say that. I am at Sparks Radio <laughs> on all social media. What'd you do? You turned the subscribe thing into a horrible thing now. You realize I like that. the thought of it. You well, turned it weird. on its head, bro. You know, if you give us a thumbs up as well. It's a comedy finance podcast. What is that? Oh, you're going to need a full dose of it today because we got we got a comedian on the show today, Pike. We got a guest. Really? Should yes, I act surprised? Yeah, you should act surprised like we haven't already done it. We oh. haven't already. Here I thought it would just be us two. Yeah. No. No. If, if this wasn't enough. If this beginning wasn't stimulating and tantalizing enough, we're going to bring in Pat Quinn is on the show today, which I am very excited about because oh, he yeah. is, he's a good, uh, he's media. great. And ju- just prepare for there to be, have been a, a bunch of references to like climaxing with the subscribe. Now there will be none because we didn't know, we weren't aware of it. Cause we already recorded the yeah. thing. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because you think it'd be like, oh, that was a funny thing that going, and they're gonna keep doing that. No, no, you won't hear about it again. No, no, no. <laughs> this no, no, is no. it. Normally, we act like he's like waiting in the wings, you know, like we're gonna go to that three shot, and he's gonna be there. Yeah. Really, you know. Yeah. But if I go to the three shot now, there's nobody there. There's nobody there, <laughs> and we're not even wearing no. the same clothes, so it doesn't really matter. It really doesn't matter. So I'll just preface this, and then we'll go into it like he's right here, right now. So excited to be on the show. Are you ready? Perfect. Yep. His name is Pat Quinn. He is a actor, comedian, voiceover actor, business owner. The man, I I'm, I don't use mogul quite often, but he's working his way there. He's working his way to a mogul, a Hollywood mogul. Okay. He's out there in wow. 
beautiful Southern California. Uh, I know him. I've known him for a very long time. I went to college with this fine gentleman. And then he he left. He went to SoCal to pursue his dreams. And I went north to Fargo, North Dakota to also experience my dreams. And where has it landed me? In my parents' basement. And he's still there in Southern California. So you decide who's the winner in life at the moment. But it's not a competition. I'm, again, no. straying from the original point. The original point is that we got Pat Quinn on the show. He's a great man, great follow. Enjoy this interview. We're going to be talking some finance. We're going to be talking comedy. There's going to be a lot of giggles. What do you think, Pike? Did I set it up good? I wasn't listening. <sighs> Pat Quinn! How are you, man? Mr. Uh, Toyota talk, Sienna dude. commercial over here. Yeah. Dude, that's... uh. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, that's great. Pa Pat yeah. Quinn, he's a, he's a great dude. He's a comedian out there in Los Angeles. Thanks so much for being here, man. Really appreciate it. Dude, thanks for having me on, man. I missed you. I hadn't heard your voice in so long. It's just, it's good to see you. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, that's, that's nice. I've never heard that from a family member before, let alone a friend. So thank you for saying that. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, look, man, we're, we're doing a little twist on, on this. I know last time Pat has been on the show multiple times before. We I appreciate you coming on back here. We're going to take a little, we're twisting this show into a little bit of a financial thing. I'm a, I'm a bit of a, a personal finance nerd. It's one of the things I listen to, read about, I'm constantly interested in. Uh, and I know that you are, you're co-owner of like, is it a CBD lotion company yeah. okay cool so i want to pick your brain on uh, that not not well. lotion but yeah cbd company yeah yeah yeah. cbd company as we well don't. so mm -hmm. that's awesome so you you're you're dipping yeah. into the whole hey man let's make some money outside of everything i normally do yeah you know i, I think i kind of get that from my dad he just he always pushed business so hard you know not intentionally like to chase me away from entertainment but it's just in my dna where i'm like oh he wants me to do business so i've got business always in my head so when an opportunity arose, yeah, I, I attacked it, you know? Okay, let's start. Can we start with you? Because obviously you have some business chops mm -hmm. then. How did it How did it arise? Was it you and a buddy? Because you're part owner of this whole thing, right? Yeah, so, I, I mean, it's not not like a beautiful story or anything. We were just drunk one night. Beautiful to me. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of where the best ones come from, right, Pike? So we're hanging out, we're having some drinks, and uh, we're just at my house just chilling. And he was like, you know, I've always said, this is a buddy of mine who I met out here in Los Angeles. He's actually from Ohio. Um, but we met out here in LA, became friends. And he's like, you know, I've always had this idea of starting a, a CBD company. And I was like, oh, dude, you know, when you're drunk, you're like, that's sick, man. Let me jump in on that. And we just like kept talking about it. And I was like, you know, I can help you out with, I used to do social media at this company for like, what, like six or seven years. Um, I was like, I can help you out with the social aspect of it. Uh, and some marketing. And then uh, at the beginning of, that was probably uh, two years ago. And in the beginning of quarantine, he called me and he's like, hey, I really kind of started this company. And uh, if you want to jump in and help me do some social, it'd be great. So I jumped in, kind of started doing some social media and doing a bunch of like little random things. Uh, and then um, and then he just was like, you, you know, you've been, we kind of just talked every day nonstop. We were like on the phone. So nothing else to do, by the way. You know, it's, yeah. it's quarantine. Like I'm usually doing shows or, auditions and everything was pretty much stopped so we just had free time so i just started jumping in the same with him and he was like hey man you're working with this so much with me on this that i want to bring you in as a part owner and i was like i'm not going to say no to that so I, so then we kind of did that and then i we, we were kind of doing some organic marketing because um without getting too much into the details the facebook and instagram are they're pretty particular on who they let post ads when it comes to cannabis it's really really hard um and you know cbd like even though it's just a tiny tiny bit of cannabis um they still have a they still have issue with it so we were doing a bunch of organic marketing and i'm bringing out to my any of my friends who have you know more significant followings um and trying to like use that as like a good marketing strategy and yeah. i brought to my friend meta world peace and he loved it he was like dude i love this i've been wanting to kind of get involved in cbd no and way. then he just jumped in with us so now he's also uh a part owner as well with us so i can't wait for we're the pushing movie. it along yeah this is like the new uh <laughs> so social network yeah it's amazing yeah dude yeah dude, my justin timberlake in this scenario yeah, definitely you're good. definitely jt in okay. this scenario okay, you're good. like good. get rid of the <laughs> cbd okay it's just cbd <laughs> Get rid of C. I, I gotta, You're like, what? 
I, I gotta ask how the hell the hell did you become friends with Meta World Peace? The it I assume uh, there's not two of them. Uh, that's the no, it's the NBA player. Thinking. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty on. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. You got, you're on point. Um, you know, I used to ball a lot, and I I went I got pretty close to the pro leagues, and uh, I'm just kidding, dude. I'm the worst fucking sports player, dude. I'm totally joking about that. Uh, no, I was like cleaning his sheets or something like made. No, I. Uh, um, it's a funny story. Like uh, my brother is dating uh, somebody from Canada. And uh, he's, they're not fiance. And uh, her best friend is Meta's best friend, or sorry, Meta's wife from Canada. And so they, so we all just kind of became friends that way. And then, you know, he just is a really, he's really a good guy, sweet guy, very caring dude, really cool. Um, and we just became really good friends. You know, I like people who are cool. So we kind of hit it off, and uh, and you know, here here we are, here we yeah. are with a company together now. That's awesome. Man. And- that's amazing. That that's so cool. And he still prefers Meta. Does he introduce himself as Meta? Because obviously he's formerly Ron Artest. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think so. I go back. I go back and forth without even like thinking about it. I don't mean. I just I'm whatever comes out of my mouth. I say. But sometimes I call him Ron. Sometimes I call him Meta. Sometimes I call him yeah. BFF for L. And he's like, "What the hell? What the hell is that?" Dude? <laughs> I'm like, "You." <laughs> <laughs> people call you Pike or people call me Sparks or Matt or whatever. You know, I mean, everyone just kind of, you know, flip flops. Like, it's just, just yeah. a name kind of, I imagine. I, I believe it's, I believe he prefers meta. I think when he introduces himself to most people, he, he says meta. And I think most people know him as that by now. Yeah. I mean, um, that makes so, sense. Yeah. But it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. awesome, dude. That's so cool how <laughs> yeah, this kind of happened. And the company's do is it doing well? Is it going, is it going like how yeah, you, you guys are projecting? Yeah, you know, we've, we've only been, we, when did we launch? We launched in September, like a soft launch in, in September, and uh, it's going pretty good. We just launched a new line of products to kind of like a little bit of a rebranding about like four weeks ago, and uh, everything's going pretty good. We're getting to a couple stores. We're, you know, it's, it's a grind. We're calling a lot of shops, and yeah, there's a lot of CBD coming out right now. I mean, DJ Khaled's got a brand. Like any like big celebrities like Travis Barker, Martha yeah. Stewart. It's like a fucking I mean, podcast. It's doing? like they're all getting one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're all getting one now. It's like we finally had one thing and you guys gotta come back and take it again. <laughs> so That's exactly it. What's the name of the company? You know, let's we all feel that pl- let's uh plug it here. What's the name? Please. It's called a late CBD. You can go to a late uh, a lateproducts.com is where we've got all of our stuff and we've got tinctures and we have uh, rolls. We got, actually it's all on my shelf right in front of me. We've got like these this is our freeze roll on. We've got these tinctures right here. Nice. Um, we have soft gels. We have a sleep spray that will like knock you out. It's amazing. We got we've gotten some write ups about that. Uh, good ones, not bad ones. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're, and we're getting more stuff, man. Hopefully we're getting some lotions. Like you said, we've got nice. a couple things down the, down the pipe, but we're just waiting to kind of, you know, get a little more, uh, get a little more under us before we start moving all about. Absolutely. And what's the, what's the website again? Elate. Elateproducts.com. Elateproducts.com. Okay. Well, I'll drop it into the, uh, into the description. I'll link it there so you can oh, go you check it out. Best. Yeah, man. Great. Well, dude, you're Thanks, great. Dude. We're, we're happy you're here. We're happy. Uh, Pat is also, besides being a mogul hanging out with celebrities, he's also a great comedian, <laughs> a great stand up. I, I, dude, I love, you know, I always go back to, uh, in when I think of Pat, I think of this great joke. He talked about how it was your notes like between your grandfather and your grandmother during the war. Yeah. Yeah. Great bit. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I, I love that. And how people now just about how go ahead. Yeah. We don't try now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, <laughs> you, you nailed it. You just, that was it. Just about how, I mean, it was so, it was so much harder back then to try so much. Dude. You know, like, I mean, e- even if you're not at war, like I, the joke for me is about how my grandpa was at war and every month he could write one letter home to my grandma when they were dating and like he would, and it was like, he's like, you know, the war is so hard, but like the thought of you keeps me going on and just how serious and real it is. And then how nowadays, like we just sit there and like, we're swiping and like, you know, I might see a, a cute girl and we click it and look at all of her pictures, you know, read her whole bio. I'm like, I'm really doing this for her right now. And then you click into her Instagram <laughs> and you look at all of her photos <laughs> Maybe you like a couple of photos, you know, and then you go back to your, to your dating app and you swipe right and you guys don't match. And you're like, well, I, you know, I tried, but like you didn't do shit, dude. You just, you just swiped a finger, bro. Yeah. 
Oh, I love you it. You weren't dude. writing letters, dude. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how bad? I mean, yeah, are, man. Are you getting thanks. up? Are you getting reps? Or are you still? Are you hitting? Uh, yeah, comedy's opening up a little bit now, or what? A little bit. You know, I had a couple shows that I got booked on in L.A. I got too scared. I ended up uh, canceling. You know, I just L.A. was such a hotbed, and like, yeah. You know, if I know comics, it's that we don't really take precautions. <laughs> I just sure? I feel like I was going to walk in, just dudes sitting like on each other thing. And like, <laughs> so I canceled that. Uh, but I ended up, I'll talk about this later, but I ended up getting COVID twice anyway. I just got over my second time. So like, twice? I think I'm good, dude. Yeah, I think I made it. You know, I think, I, I think I'm a survivor. But so there's yeah. been a couple shows. I did a show in San Diego last week, which was awesome. I did like this big outdoor show. There was like 150 people there. It just felt good to get up. I didn't do, I mean, there's no time to like really rehearse and practice jokes and like get an open mic. So I just went up there and just started like talking about anything that was on my mind recently. And it was, it was fun. It was just fun to get back up. And then I'm doing a digital show for this really great brand called Chocolate Sundays. It's like, it's under Kevin Hart's umbrella. That's on Sunday, this Sunday. It's just a digital show. Um, and besides that, like there's these new cool platforms that have been kind of popping up now where we have an opportunity to still do you know, some form of stand-up, at least just talking and stuff. Have you guys checked yeah. out Clubhouse? It's yeah, pretty awesome. dude. I just signed up for Clubhouse. I was thinking about oh, doing oh, some cool. stuff here on the uh, for the pod. Have you? I've jumped in you on some conversations, should. dude. Mm -hmm. I, I, I got so many questions about. It. You know what it feels like? And I'm, yeah. of course, my first mechanism is to make fun of something I don't understand, rather than be like, <laughs> "That's what life is, man." Yeah, <laughs> it's like, well, this is. I don't understand it. So let me just make fun of it and push it away rather than accepting it for uh, a revolutionary yeah. piece of technology. Uh, but it seems like it's a, you know, when you're on like conference calls, but this is like pre zoom, I guess people can still call in on zoom, but conference calls and everyone's sitting around and they put it on mute. And everyone's bored. Yeah. Just sit around like, yeah. God, the boss keeps talking. Now that's their business model. They're like, let's take that mm -hmm. awful experience and make billions of dollars off of it. I just don't. Oh yeah, I don't get these it. kids are banking now, dude. It's 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 crazy. Like I don't understand how these guys are like. I, I don't understand how you take something like that boring and like monotonous, you know. And then you're like, I've got a business idea. That's just that's genius, dude. Yeah, that's something that's that exactly I, I don't contain. Right. <laughs> I don't that's have. Exactly that. it. So are you doing comedy on these uh, on Clubhouse and stuff? Yeah. I've jumped on for a couple of them that are just like, you know, business and like just ch conversation. And it's, it's, it's still really cool. I mean, some of these, some of these rooms have like big people in there. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't even know. I can't even think of the top of my head, but like there's some really big, uh, you know, business moguls, like a lot of, a lot of conversations about that. A lot of the ones, yeah. cause it kind of caters to the people who you follow too. So I see a lot of like Hollywood conversations, uh, people with, you know, just that kind of stuff. And there's a bunch of other comics who have done these rooms too. And a popular room is just uh, roasting people, which has been pretty fun. Really? So I've been doing a bunch of these roast rooms, which have been really cool. A couple, you know, a couple comedy shows here and there. And then sometimes you just get on late at night and it's just somebody, it's like 15, 20 people in a small room and they're having like a real conversation about like life. And I've jumped into those a couple of times, like where I'm maybe even like a little bit drunk or like maybe I smoked a little bit. And I'm like, I don't, and you get into this thing and, uh, you know, there's like, I don't know if you guys know how it works, but there's a stage where people can be like the, the hosts can, can moderate other moderators and those people can bring people onto the stage. And when you're on the stage, you can chat. Um, and then if you're not on the stage, you're in the audience and you can't, <clears throat> you can't talk. So I've been in some of these rooms where there's like three, 4,000 people in them. And then they can have like, you know, as many people as they want on stage, but then they can get all jumbled and stuff if there's too yeah. many people talking. But yeah. man, it's really cool. And That's it's awesome. also, it's dangerous because it's so easy. I'll lay down in bed and I'll pop it on at night. And I've been, I, one night, dude, like I had a, some weird date the day before and I was had like, it was like a Saturday night and I was drinking a little bit from my buddy's house and I came home and I jumped on and there's like all these girls in this chat. And I was like, you know, just like what? I started asking these dating questions and I was like, <laughs> I was like talking about this girl and I was like, you know, dating so hard. And then there was a comic in there as well. Who I'm like a very big fan of his name is Adam Ray. I don't know if you guys know who he is or not. Yeah, he's really course. funny. And he's yeah. Adam's the best. And I was talking to Adam and then I also started getting like sentimental about Adam. Cause I was like, man, you know, Adam's like one of the first comics I saw when I started doing stand up and really pushed me to be. And then the next day I woke up and I was like, what the fuck was I doing last night, dude? Like, <laughs> Talking to all these people about girl problems, telling Adam Ray I love him. 
<laughs> and then I fell asleep. I just fell asleep on the on the fucking call, dude. And I woke up oh, and my no. phone was there and I was like, oh, no. Oh, bad boy. Oh, yeah. It's not yeah. like, you know, uh, what are those? It's like those texts, like, why did I text my ex? Now it's like, I, why did I have a conversation in front of thousands of people last night? It's that easy to do now. <laughs> Dude. Dude, it is too easy now, man. It's it is uh yeah, but it's it's awesome, man. So yeah, so these are really cool opportunities, like these little platforms that are kind of popping up that are just making us giving us the ability to still do a little bit of stand up here and there. I mean, the Zoom shows usually blow, but uh, yeah. at least we can get up there and, and and you know talk a little bit. But yeah, it's, it's been not, it's been all right. You know, still getting reps. <laughs> I feel like we're getting. I think I personally, I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I got to talk to you about COVID because you had it twice for God's sakes, Pat. But yeah. I feel like uh, we've turned the corner. Just personally, I'm like, okay, we got three vaccines. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, yeah. hey, everyone's pretty much masked up now. You know what I mean? Like, we're done with all that. Except Texas, baby. Yeah, Texas. Texas. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Texas. What in the hell? Fuck, Pike. Pike is in Orlando. Pike, what, oh, what is Florida dude. like right now? Dude, it's... it's <clears throat> It got a bad rap, but it's not bad. I mean, like I—I'd be honest. I don't look at the numbers. You know what I mean? But like everybody here, you got to wear a mask in the freaking. It's like anywhere. You got to wear a mask in the gas station. You got to wear a mask when you go into the bar. But then obviously, magically, uh, you can take it off because you can't get it while you're drinking, dude. Even okay. Can I just say this? Talking like a true Floridian, dude. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) My sister, I have family that lives in South Florida. Like I have uh, a couple sister-in-laws that that live uh, in South Florida. And uh, my wife's family all lives there. And they go, if you haven't had COVID yet and you're in Florida, it's a miracle. You're like looked at like, what? It's a miracle. They're like, there's no way that they're reporting it correctly because, dude, it's like a different planet. Like they are just in their own little reality. This is South Florida, at least, Pike. I know you're in Orlando. It's bad down there. Yeah, that's where it's the worst. Dude. Everybody's had it down there. Maybe that's how they're building their immunity. Because uh, Jesus Christ, my Pat, parents are there right now. Are they really? Oh, so scared now. Yeah, I just talk to them, dude. I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta call again. <laughs> I got movies and shit. They're in the keys right now. I gotta get out of here. Oh, well, how bad is it? How bad was it for you? Because I know it's different for everybody. How the first one was worse. The well, second one. The first, you know, the first one. So here's the thing. The first one for me, I got. I, I was in Ohio. Um, and I got a rapid test when I got to Ohio to see my, my mama just had surgery. So I wanted to go see her and got a rapid test when I got there and was clean. It was good. And then I got back on a flight two weeks later and got to LA, got another rapid test because I had to shoot and that came back positive. And then I started getting, <clears throat> I didn't feel bad. And I started getting like every, every rapid test I took, I was positive on them over and over and over again. So I just talked to the guy. I'm like, you know, and I got a negative one on a PCR test. And I was like, Hey man, you know, I, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm getting rapid or positives on here and negatives on here and the negatives on here and positives on here. And he's like, he's like, you know, we just don't know enough about it. You should just treat it like you have it. And I was like, okay. And so he's like, you probably do have it. You're just going to be asymptomatic. And I was like, all right. And uh, to tell you the truth, it was fucking awesome, dude. Like, can I cuss on here by the way? I'm sorry. I just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. Shit you're good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going into comic mode. So, <laughs> so I, uh, so tell you the truth, it, w- it really was awesome, dude, because I mean, look at this beautiful desk in the closet was made during my COVID stay. Uh, my roommate left for two weeks. <laughs> I was alone for, what was the last time we were alone for two weeks, let alone like a two days. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I had that. I mean, that's really when I got the business started for the CBD company. That was like seven months ago when we were launching. Uh, I really, I don't know. I thought it was great. I was writing every night. I didn't drink or do anything for two weeks or smoke. Uh, I mean, I was like a, I was a good boy, dude. I was in bed by 11 PM up by like 6 30 AM working out every day. It was the shit. And then, um, the second time I got, it was like five or six months later. And that was not very fun. Really? <laughs> it was like it was the different. worst. Oof. Dude, it was brutal. Everything except for the nausea. I had everything else. The worst thing about it was just the body aches. I don't know if either of you had it yet or not, but no. like your body is just like, no. oh, just everything's in pain. It's kind of like when you did the flu and you like touch your skin, you know? Yeah. And it hurts. You're like, how does my skin hurt? Like your hair hurts. And then it really attacks any of your problem areas. So like for me, my knees are bad. And so every night or all through the day, actually, my knees would just be like excruciating. Like just like felt like, 
you know, I was like in my nineties and my roommate has a bad, he, he got it as well with me the second time bad back and his bad, his lower back would like be killing him. And like, it, it's weird. It's like, it's like a, the virus like knows where your weaknesses are. That's why I think that's why they say like, if you have preexisting conditions, it can really affect that. Like I was imagining like if my problem would have like been something with lungs or breathing, it probably would have found that out. And like, it was crazy. And that was a good yeah. two weeks. I missed gigs. I had a big ABC gig I was excited about. I missed that. I missed like five other shoots. Um, but you know what? I'm here on Sparks Radio, dude. So like, honestly, like the world yeah. has a way of coming back to me and saying, That's here you go, baby. That's here right. you go. This you is hit good. the big time. I'm it. glad ABC, ABC didn't work out because now you have made it. All right. Yeah. I might have taken ABC you in a different shit, direction. Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is where I need to be. This is exactly man, where you're you going to be like a... You're going to be like one of the great success stories of COVID. They're going to do like the in memoriam of they're going to scroll all the dead people across. And then at the end, they're going to go, but it's going to be your picture. <laughs> it wasn't all bad. And I, then I, bur- I burst through the screen. And they're like, oh. <laughs> exactly. Pat Quinn came out better for it. Exactly. Yeah. He did Sparks yeah. Radio. And he went to bed at 11 o'clock the first time and built a desk. That's right. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, I keep telling I keep telling everybody, I'm like, dude, we got to come out of this thing better. Got to mm-hmm. come out of it better. That's my only goal. It's like, just come yeah. out of it better than you went into it. And yeah, amen. Now, now that we're starting to kind of turn, you know, it's kind of like, what'd you do during the quarantine? What'd you do during COVID the year that for some people, the world got messed up for like a day and they're like... Their, their lives really didn't change that much. Other people, their lives mm. completely changed. Like mine, yeah. my life completely flipped. Sure. Uh, didn't, didn't expect that. But it kind of ranges. Either way, we were all touched by it. How are you going to come out of this thing a little bit better? And it seems like you, you have, dude. Because if you're... I feel like comedians, especially during COVID, or any kind of entertainer, really, you have to adapt and it kind of shows you how well, how good are you at adapting to like strife and to problem problematic times. And the ones that are better at adapting are going to come out of it uh, a lot better. So by going to these Zoom yeah. rooms and doing comedy where you can and doing all this kind of stuff, you're broadening. You're becoming a bigger, more well-rounded comedian in terms of your abilities and what you're capable of. Then you would be, you know, before the pandemic where you might have just been, hey, man, I do stand up and I am an actor. I do stand up and I'm an actor. You know what I mean? And now it's kind of like, well, mm-hmm. I can do now I can start a business and I can use my skills from this other thing to apply to marketing and becoming an owner. And, the whole, you know, what I mean, that's what I'm saying. Come out of it better. And I think you have. I follow you on Instagram. By the way, if you haven't followed Pat on Instagram, you <clears> are <throat> an amazing follow, dude. I, I love checking out. Thanks, all your stuff. man. I love watching all your stuff. It's. It's never not funny. And at the same time, it's incredibly personable. Like I, I know who you are and I still laugh at the same time, which is a, it's a hard thing to do. So follow Pat. Thanks man. On social. Yeah, dude. You're, Appreciate you're great. That. Yeah. I put, I put it all out there, dude. My mom, my mom's figured out how to use stories now. And some, some of the stuff I post, she's just like, what, what, what is that? What does that mean? And I'm just like, Oh God. <laughs> Parents learning social is beautiful and also like a danger to society. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, it's, yes. uh, it's, it, yeah. Have, have you been dealing with that yourself? Yeah, like, well, like, my mom. Happening? Yeah, well, my dad, he, like, he can read text, but he can't respond to them. That's where he's at. But my mom oh my God. is like, oh, it's, I know. That's where we're at with him. It's the same thing, my, dude. It's the same with my dad. <clears throat> my mom, she's the one that just shares anything and she'll share something about you know, like just the grossest sex stuff. Like if he ain't oh, got no. a, a, a big dick, he better not even knock on my door. You know, like stuff like that. And what then the, the next f- post is like her, her sharing a Bible verse. And I'm like, mom, you know, yeah, like, first of all, first of all, what everyone can see this. But se- yeah. Second of all, everyone can see it. I'm not even going to address yeah. why you're sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. But just yeah, yeah, think that's, about it. That's when you click the old unfollow button. Yeah, you know, you can I still be family. My mom, yeah, because she kept yeah, sharing yeah. heinous, heinous shit. Oh. I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> That's ridiculous, yeah. dude. Oh, my man. mom's not doing the, the gross stuff, but she she's the one asking me about the gross stuff. I'm saying, like, you know, everybody can see this. I'm like, you, how do you know this? Like, you're, and my dad is like, just, I've been teaching him a little bit too when I was back home. And like, so now I'll see my dad just share 
like a photo that he posted that like that I posted for him like three years ago, and it's just, it's just on his story now. And I'm like, Do you, you know what you're doing? But he's but you know he's learning, he's figuring it out, he's doing things here and there, and now he's finally trying to start kind of starting to post a little bit of stuff here and there that he's figured out. And then I'll DM him of something I'm like, because like we're both pretty into golf. He's yeah. a big golfer, so I'll send him like a golf thing. I'm like, dude, this trick shot's crazy. Did you watch it? And it just says scene. And I don't know if he knows you're supposed to reply. And like, <clears throat> and then we just got him an Apple Watch for his birthday, oh, like nice. three days ago. A couple of us, my brothers and me, like put together some money and split it up. And uh, and he just got that. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be awesome because he can watch, he can track his golf. He's in Florida right now. He's gonna be playing golf all week. Yeah, uh, he can he can watch like the golf course on his on his you know tracker and everything, and he can see when we text him or call him, you know, and he'll yeah. be like, oh, okay, I'll immediately do this. Versus like you know his phone's always sitting somewhere else. I mean, I swear to you, I I will talk to him once a month, but I'll try him like ten times a month, but he'll only answer like one of those times. So I'm like, this is a great idea. He'll have the watch. He'll see it. It's right there, dude. Not nothing has changed. It's been like five days, and I'll text him and be like, how's the watch? And I'll call my mom to see if he got the text five days later. I'm like, did that get the text? You know, it's like, uh, we're, we're, they, you know, we're still figuring just, it out. He just ignores you, Pat. I think it's time you realize he's just I think that's blowing what it is. you off. Yeah. I think he's, yeah, he's been trying to get rid of me for 30 plus years, you know, and he's just like, man, you're in, this is my, this is my opportunity. But, you know, it's kind of beautiful did at you, the same time. It's like, we're so obsessed with technology. Let the dude just walk around and, you know, mow the yard and not give a shit about yeah. Instagram or tech. Just let them go. It's frust- it is frustrating because you want them to enjoy it because there's so much they would enjoy mm-hmm. if they just knew how. Like, I'll show my dad. Yeah. Like Bob Seger guy. I'm like, Dad, you don't have to listen to the CD yep. anymore. You can Google or you can YouTube him. You can watch a whole show. And he's like, oh, okay. I'm like, no, that's really cool, Dad. Like, think about- <laughs> they just don't care. <laughs> I, don't I don't think you yeah. understand. No, listen, Dad. Yeah, it's – it's you, any you song love this. ever made in the history of the world. It's right. You can get it right now. It's like right there. Yeah. You don't have and to then I'll go like, okay. Like, how do I, well, what store? What store do I go to? No, dad. <laughs> no, no. It's a keyboard. Then I, yeah. Then every time you show up, then he, it's the same thing. He's got a CD player out listening to the same Bob C. I'm like, ah, just, dad. Yeah. We t- he just wants it, to let him have it. You know, at this point. I know. Uh, That's how I yeah. feel. It's just like, whatever. Just. Let them have it's it. kind of funny though too how we're you know we're teaching our folks about like how to use mp3s and like youtube and like you know you can get all your music from here but at the same time i know a lot of us are going the opposite way and like i've i've got so much vinyl now especially over this break i've bought i've bought so much vinyl my dad's all pumped about it so every once in a while he'll go to like this little shop in akron where sparks and i are from and like the seat like there's like remember remember uh square records sparks yeah in the in holland square yeah he'll go there all the time now Oh, he loves awesome. it there. And like, he loves that, that I'm into vinyl now. So he'll like, you know, he'll find a couple albums for like a dollar each and just send them out to LA. And I'm like, oh, I'm loving it. Like, awesome. he gets good finds, dude. He sent me a bunch of like Bob Seger albums. Funny you mentioned that. And like, you know, and then I went home recently and was looking through his whole album collection. And he has so many duplicates of like really good albums, like The Wall and like some other big ones. And I'm like, he's not going to notice if a couple of these dupes go missing, right? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> and so you you stole from your father is what you're saying you're like here's an apple watch i'm taking some of your duplicate records it's a wash we're fine yeah. i'll make it up to you in the future at some point you yeah. know you'll be fine yeah just be like hey if you want these back you'll have to communicate with your son on the other side of the country just use yeah, use yeah. you want these answer. back yeah <laughs> yeah. I should cut all the letters out of like the case, and he's like, "Well, you just ruined the- everything." <laughs> You're mailing like a ransom note out of the out of the cover art. That's hilarious. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I know you're uh, uh, real quick. This Toyota Sienna commercial. I hear Pat. Yeah, I hear your voice all the time, dude. I don't. I have like oh, makes me feel good. The YouTube TV, you know, like that. So my son mm-hmm. is watching Paw Patrol on Nickelodeon. Is usually the the only time that's ever on. And they mm-hmm. run that Toyota Sienna commercial all the time. Pat, you're the voice on this uh, Good, Toyota dude. Sienna commercial. This minivan. Yeah. You've probably seen it, Pike, but this minivan's like driving around. There's like voiceover of the people inside the van. Pat's one of the voices, which is pretty cool. No shit. Dude, yeah. That's great. Man. Yeah, man. That's how- that's been one of the things that got me through this quarantine is that little paycheck, which has been nice. So, Dude. Thank you, Toyota. Thank you, Toyota. <laughs> Shout out to Toyota. Yeah. Shout out to Toyota, Sienna. <laughs> yeah, minivans in general. But I mean, funny story about that shoot. So, so we, 
So my two buddies, my two other buddies are in that commercial as well. Uh, Morgan J and Greg Santos, also very funny comics. And they needed uh, three friends, three real friends, because we needed to be in a car together for this commercial. Because um, we're in that car. Are you really? We're actually in that car. Oh, wow. Yeah, we were on set for about 12 hours that day. And in the first, like, I don't know if I mean, it's whatever. Like, the first couple hours, we're out there shooting. And they have this huge uh, drone, you know? And, like, the idea is that they're going to have that follow car that's following the van in the, in the commercial you see right now. And then also yeah. a drone flying by us to get some shots into the car of us. And uh, <clears throat> so, like, it's going to be, like, these two different shots, all all one one take though, and uh, like the drone, it's massive. It's like one of those huge drones, with, like six blades, big camera, and it's like when he's taking off, it's a little rocky, you know, as he's going in the air, and then like it's then it's good. And I was walking by, and I see the guy, the operator of the drone. And I go, man, is that thing is that thing pretty hard to operate? And he goes, oh yeah, man, it's hard. And I was like, ah, oh, cool. I walk away come back i sit back in my chair again watching the next take immediately next take the dude like the must be the wind just crashes the drone right into a wall <laughs> we're no like, way oh, <laughs> oh, God. we lose that whole camera we lose the whole camera so then that whole shot is gone so then you can't see us in the car now so they just had us like you know we were still there till like midnight or like one at 1 a.m and we we did the lines in the car that were that you hear on the commercial but i guess they didn't sound good so they brought us into the to do ADR, which is like, I can't remember what it means, but it's just like doing the voiceover stuff, like in a real sound booth, uh, you know, like you're like what you guys do. Yeah. Uh, and then that's, that, that's what, that's what it came out to, but it, it was, it was a great commercial. It was, it was fun, but there, there's two versions. There's a girl version. You can kind of see a little bit more of what the intention was, like the way that they did it. It was, theirs is great too. So it was never supposed to be just voiceovers, but because the shot was broke, because the wind essentially will blame the wind. Yeah. That's why you're not, yeah. that's why your face isn't on the TV. Yeah. God damn I it. I know, dude. Oh. Can you imagine stealing this mustache from the limelight, bro? Come on. Look at that mustache. Look at this bad oh. boy. Oh. It's a little blurry. I don't know if you guys can see it or not, but it's yeah. good. Looking, oh, it's dude. there. Absolutely. Really wow, nice. dude. It's there, man. Absolutely. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's just production is just a crazy thing. It's just every single time on set, there's always going to be. I mean, I'm sure it's the same thing with radio and stuff, too. There's always like some wires crossed or something, right? Not or really. maybe not. Is that wrong? Well, unless well, someone comes in and fucks with the board, <clears throat> that's always the worst thing. Yeah. Right, Pike? is like, who, what? who did that? Who's in here? Who was in here? Yeah, who's, that's the one question. Yeah. <laughs> you always have, who was in, in here? Yeah. I own this studio. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you tell me somebody else does a show in here? I don't think so. Yeah. What? Yeah, right? What were they doing? Why do they have to push all the buttons? I don't understand. It's the worst thing because yeah, everything's unplugged. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Or the engineer would come in and just completely. Oh, I decided to rewire everything last night, and I didn't tell anything. I didn't tell anyone. No one got an email. That happened all the time. And you're like, what the fuck? You walk in, and the board is literally in half, and you're up. And the engineer's there with a the flashlight. You're like, well, what are we doing? He's and an like, axe. Is like, what it the, fuck is the axe for, dude? <laughs> yeah, he's like hacking away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, dude, would move. I want to. I want to ask you this because it is. I, we are pivoting yeah. towards the financial thing, and you mentioned that that commercial yeah. got you through, which is awesome. How do you break down mm -hmm. your finances? <clears throat> being a comedian, I mean, do you have it like, okay, well, this part of the check has got to go for rent. Obviously, it's got to go to my car payment. This has got to go. Is that what you do with every check or do you just <clears throat> pay as you go? Or how do you do, how do you, how do you get through it yourself? Yeah, man, it's honestly like, maybe I should watch some previous episodes to get some better financial advice because mine <laughs> is just dog shit. Like, I, I mean, it is, it, it's hard. I will say like, because you know, like I, I'm, I had a regular job for like, you know, for what, like the first like eight years I was out here, I was doing some freelance production, but I was still employed by a company. And then I was doing, uh, I was at a marketing company for like six years and that was great money. And then once, you know, once standup started to kind of pick up, which I mean, I've told you before in previous podcasts, it was just a, it was a weird random fluke. I mean, I always wanted to, to act and stuff, but I came out here and I was like, I'm going to go behind the camera. I'm just going to either produce and just kind of go from that side of it because I just know how subjective this industry is. Like you can walk into a, a room to be cast and they're like, I don't like his eyebrows. And then your, your thing's already shot. Yeah. And that's just the reality of the situation. <clears throat> and so I was like, I'm going to be behind the camera. And, you know, my dad was echoing in my head. I'm like, just get a steady paycheck. Just be good to go. And then once stand-up started to pick up, I was like, well, you know, I got to kind of make a decision here. And so I jumped full into the stand-up world and then 
it just kind of became like these little bouncing job to job thing. And like stand up comedy is you can make great money once you're established, you know, like once you're traveling and like once you're selling out rooms, you can make a lot of money, but it just takes time to get there. A lot of these guys, unless they're like, you know, are taking eight, 10 years <clears throat> to really find your voice and capture that audience. So for me, um, I don't know, man, it's, I'm, I'm honestly like, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm pretty bad with money just because it's like, you know, I, I get the money in and I gotta, I really look at it and I go, okay, car payment, rent, utilities, uh, gas and food. And I, I kind of look at it that way. And I go, I just got to make sure that I make this last for however long it is. You know, before the pandemic, I was still working a bit of like a steady thing at this production company. And this year, I feel like everybody said it, but this was gonna be my best year on record for money. I was traveling a lot for um, this company that we were doing like, I don't know if you saw this or not, we were doing these really cool, this cool basketball setup for this company called SAP. And we were traveling the whole world and like really doing, and it was good pay and it was fun. It was all inclusive, like all expenses pay. We were, just, we were in Lisbon and uh, we were going back to Barcelona. And I feel like a weird celebrity, which was awesome because I would go there and people are like, wait, aren't you the basketball? Because Lisbon was small and it was just massive crowds. There's there like 80,000 people. And they're like, I'd be out like at a bar getting a drink. They go, aren't you the, the basketball guy? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, dude, you're so funny. And then I did two shows while I was out there as well. And they go, oh, you're, yeah. a, you're a real comedian? It was so fucking rad. And uh, so that was really fun. So we you know, we had a bunch more of those planned. We were doing like, you know, possibly like Saudi Arabia and Milan and like all these really awesome places this year. And obviously everything, everything fell apart. So then it turned into a whole new situation of like, okay, I got to reevaluate my finances and see how I'm going to make it by with some stuff. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's also like talking with your agents and being like, Hey, you know, making sure that we're doing the right stuff and get me in the right rooms. And, uh, and I've, you know, I've just kind of been doing anything. You kind of, you've, it's weird. Like when you're put up against a wall, you know, you kind of find a way to, to stay up. So yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing here. And then, you know, the CBD company, we're not seeing any money with it yet. We're just working for free and putting everything back into the company. Sure. Of course. Uh, yeah. So that's just, that's where that's going. So, so when you get a good gig, like this Toyota one, you're just like, you're just stoked. Cause these guys have money and you're like, all right, they're going to run in a bunch. Like the Burger King commercial I did a while back was like, that was a savior as well because those big companies just have the money to like pop that up everywhere. So every time you see it play, every time you, you were saying that you heard it, yeah. I'm just hearing like, there's no. part of rent. There's my part of my rent for the month. And like, <laughs> so that's, that's kind of, yeah. That's kind of how that, that's kind of how it's going right now. Yeah, man, it. it's, it's cool. It's, it's just, you know, just kind of flying by the seat of my pants, which is the worst thing to say when you're talking about financial expenses. <laughs> but, yeah, but I know when things come back, it'll, it'll be a little bit more easy to, to manage that kind of stuff. But it was, it was a, it was, you know, it was great to get this commercial and hopefully, uh, you know, I keep booking a few more before the, before the quarantine's out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think we're, I honestly, I think we're, I'm saying by labor day, I think the, I think we're beyond, yeah. this, you know, completely. Where I mean, you might still have yeah, masks, but I think I think we're we're, mm -hmm. we're done. I think we're thank God we're out. You know what I mean? We've seen the light. Yeah, man, it's been a long time. Yeah, they're saying by end of end of May, everybody will have a vaccine. Is yeah, what sweet. is what they're kind of saying around. So we'll oh, you know we'll see. We've heard it before, dude. Come I on, know. <laughs> two <laughs> more years. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. All right, let me ask you this question: What's the dumbest okay. thing you've spent money on? What's the worst thing oh, you've spent God. money on? Not. Let's go with dumbest, not worst. The dumbest thing you've spent money on. It could also be the worst. I mean, if it, if we're not talking about expensive, like if we're just saying dumb shit, I mean, that's almost every day. I mean, I <laughs> I, I buy, this isn't dumb, but I, I am at Chipotle at least two or three times a week, dude. Like I just can't, I can't stop it. I, I love it so much. I'm yeah. there all the time. I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm random. I'm Dude, I'm going golfing this weekend and it's a $600 golfing trip. And I was like, I don't know why I agreed to this. We're only there for one day, dude. but, but it's a good opportunity. There's, you know, you got to think about like, you know, sometimes there's people you want to meet. So I'm like, I'm going to go on this trip. It'll be fun. But okay. I got one actually. Uh, maybe like two months ago, I saw an ad on Instagram. I don't know if you guys have seen this or not, where you throw those little balls in the air and they hit your ceiling and they stick for a second and they fall back down. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You bought and those I Pat. No. Yeah, Sounds dude. Fun. They're only like 15 bucks. And then they just never came. And I was like, ah, well, I guess I got duped. And then like three months later, they came in from China. And uh, this is like in the height. This is the height of the pandemic. And my roommate goes, don't open them up. Don't open those up. <laughs> 
was like, dude, I paid $15. And so we'd open them up and they're nothing, you know, not that you would have expected them to be anything close to the quality that they looked like on these videos. It's just a hollow ball. And I threw like two on the ceiling and they're still there. And my ceilings are so high, I can't get them down. So I've just got these little colorful balls all stuck on my ceiling right now. And who knows when they'll come down. It's been like three weeks. They're supposed to fall down in two minutes. They've been up there for three weeks, dude. And I don't see them coming down. So Why are you that was a dumb one. balls that stick on your ceiling during a pandemic? <laughs> what are we doing here? I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just trying to be me, bro. I'm just trying to figure out who I am. You know, like maybe I'm a guy who throws balls at the ceiling. You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, you know, I did make, let me see if I have this right here. Cause I have a, if this is right here, it's going to be perfect for this conversation. I made a really great purchase the other day and, uh, ah, oh, shit. Never mind. It's, it must, wait, wait a second. Yeah. Yeah. Wait wait a camo second. sweatpants on. Oh dude. I'm, I only wear, I've changed my outfit to only wear sweatpants the rest of my life. I'm a comfy <laughs> guy now. All right. I can't find it, but I spent. There's this company that I saw, I found on also on Instagram. I'm, maybe I'm like, I'm going to be the dude. old man who's getting duped by every Instagram ad, but I'm proud of this purchase, dude. I'm trying to, still trying to find it. I think it's in my car, but it's this, it's a, it's a Forrest Gump shirt and it was from an Australian company, but it was so sick. It's like one of those like school photos of like, you know, Forrest is like sitting on it like this and it just says run Forrest run. It's like all vintagey looking. And I kept going back and forth because after shipping, it was like $65. And I was like, but it's such a great shirt, dude. God, it's God. such a great t-shirt. And then I bought it. I did it. And it took like, you know, three weeks to get in again. And then I got here and that wasn't the only size they had also left because they were, they were going to discontinue it was an extra large. So I bought an extra large $65 Australian Forrest Gump t-shirt. And you know what? Wouldn't change a thing, man. Wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I like how much Pike is identifying with this right now. Pike's like, God, I think Pat is my soulmate. I think, I think, Let's absolutely. Go, dude. yeah, dude. I've, oh, I've, no. I've thought that since you first came on here. I think something about this guy. Oh, man. Something I, about this. I was feeling something with you, too. Yeah. You, too? You, too? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I can feel it. I can feel, uh, I can feel the love, you know? You guys, all right, all right. Look, I'm not your dad. I'm not here to say don't buy $65 Forrest Gump shirts. So you spend your money how you think you should spend your money, but I'm just I'm a little taken back. But that's fine. You you put it in the category of the <laughs> dumbest things you've bought is spent your money on. Absolutely. So another financial yeah. question mm -hmm. for you uh, yeah. at Pat Quinn on all social media. Is it at I, I, I follow you on Instagram primarily. That's all uh, I'm on now. Really? Is it? Yeah, at, it's all you really need. I'm dude. Pat Quinn. TikTok's a good one too, but I'm Pat Quinn. Yeah, and then I'm TikTok is P A T T Quinn. All right. There um, you go. You know, but it's yeah, yeah. Uh, here's my fine uh, another financial <clears throat> question for you. Uh, what would you what would you say to other standups that are just trying to get going? Would you recommend getting that nine to five, getting that stable like revenue stream, and then also doubling down and trying to do uh, comedy at night after work and everything like that? Yeah. Or would you say jump in immediately? And like you during the pandemic, you're going to figure out the ways to get paid. Which one would you go with? Um, you know, I, I would want to say jumping immediately, but I still don't think that's the move. I think you, you got it in the beginning. I'm like I said, once again, unless you're like some crazy phenom, if you're just starting off, you're going to, you're not going to be great at the beginning. It's, and it takes a while to kind of like, that's not saying that you're not a good comic. It's just saying it's hard to like figure out the stage and figure out the audience and like get your bearings and, you know, you get on stage and the first time somebody heckles you, you just shit your pants. You're just like, what do I do right now? It's And it just completely throws you off. You know, so getting that job, that stability and having like having that way to pay your rent, because um, who knows when you can pay your rent with stand up. So having a job is like a necessity. You got to have that support. Um, so, yeah, I would say just get get the nine to five. Just make sure it's a job that like, you know, they're not going to keep you late every single night because you, you have other commitments. You know, you got to kind of, you got to treat stand up if you're doing it as if it's your second, you know, as if it's your first career. And like, these are both other ones just kind of supporting that one. So, I mean, man, when I was first starting out, <clears throat> I lived in Playa del Rey, which is about, I'm on the West side of LA and it's like, that's right on the beach and it takes forever to get to Hollywood. So every day I would pack a bag in the morning. I'd try and go to the gym, obviously, you guys can see. And yeah. uh, then I would take my car out, go try to go to the gym. 
go to go to work. And sometimes the job that I had at the time would be one of those jobs that was like, you know, they would keep me late. So I would just, and I was in Hollywood for that job. So I drive all the way to Hollywood for my job. I would get out like the minute I could leave, I would leave and go straight to an open mic almost every single night. And I'm, I'm, I would say the biggest thing too is like meeting a group of people who are in the same uh, cat, like, you know, the beginner stage as you and just latch onto those guys. And then that be your, your kind of your writing team, uh, your team that pushes you guys, you push them, they push you to go to these mics and then do shows and do that nonstop. And for a while there, there was like, days at a time I wouldn't come home. Like I would have a bag packed of clothes and just stay out at a friend's house in Hollywood. Cause like my job was there already and my show was there again the next night. So I just sleep out, you know, three nights a week at a buddy's house. And uh, it's a, gr- I mean, it's just a grind. Like I do, I, I love stand up. I just, I do not miss, uh, <laughs> you know, how rough the beginning is sometimes. Yeah, It's good to be, you know, now I can go do shows and like, I still do open mics, but we all know the open mics are kind of like, I always call them the dementors of comedy. Like you go in there and you just start doing a joke and everyone's like, it just like sucks out your, all your confidence. And you're like, Oh yeah, this joke sucks. I'm going to kill myself. And then you're, and then you're done with that joke. <clears throat> you got, you really got to kind of like, you know, get the confidence just comes from like repetition and figuring stuff out. And sure. so anyways, I'm, I'm veering off, but like, yeah, no, no, have, no, having yeah. that, having that. Yeah. Yeah. Have, having the support job to kind of get that stuff going and, and feeling like you can make all your bills and stuff and then just grind it out at night. Just go out there and do all the shows at night. <clears throat> I love it. Uh, my last financial question for you is what's one piece of financial advice that you've gotten that, that you hear in your head? Like I, cause I like, I think of you when I think of Pat Quinn, I think of that joke that, you know, about your grandfather writing letters, world war two, that kind of thing. <laughs> when I think of Pike, yeah. every single time I'm about to like cheat on a diet or something, I think of Pike, because I know Pike over here, he's eating perfectly during the week. And I'm like, ah, I can't do it. What's one piece of advice that just lives in your head about money? Do you have one? Or I imagine it would come from your dad yeah, well, from the sounds of it. But yeah, it's from my dad. And I, I mean, I've got pieces of advice that just don't fully apply to me yet. Just because, it, you know, once once the money starts really coming in, which it will, I'm not like I'm not really that concerned about it. I just I know that like you got to you got to have faith in this, in this industry. You got to be like, I'm going to make it. You have to be a little bit, uh, what's the word? Um, I don't know. Just be dreaming. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like, just be like, it's going to, I don't, I'm missing the word, but it's going to happen. And you need to have that, that confidence to make that happen. So once that does, then I'll, I'll be able to apply a lot of these pieces that, uh, to this situation. But I think one of the main things is like just savings. Like it, even if you're not making that much money, just make sure that you're at least trying to do a little bit of savings here and there. Like I've got, you know, an old 401k, I've got a, uh, an IRA and then I try and put whatever I can in from like these paychecks into a savings account because, you know, eventually you're going to come to a point where that's, you need that. And if you don't have it, that just seems like from what I've been told my whole life, it's not good news. No. So I'm trying to put some money <laughs> into not. these savings accounts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. So I think that's probably one of the bigger ones for me right now. It's just, it's just make sure you're investing and saving. And like, I've been, I've been jumping in the stock market here a little bit lately. I mean, I got stuff before everything happened with like the wall street stuff. And then once that all started happening, the wall street bets, once that started happening, yeah. I got even more involved. I was like, Oh, double down on Dogecoin. Oh. Bad idea. <laughs> um, but you know, <laughs> get a couple GameStop stocks. Are you? Bad idea again. Yeah, we all make, I, we make mistakes. It we could make be mistakes, going back. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to hold on to it, dude. I'm going to hold on to it. You know, we'll, it, it's, it's gonna, it's the funny thing is, is like, you know, not to get into this whole thing, but like Elon Musk just con- he controls that little Wall Street bets like Reddit stream. It's just ridiculous. Like, I mean, I've got some some Dogecoin, I've got some GameStop, and a couple other things that they're talking about. And all of a sudden, like everything's dipping. And then Elon Musk, you know, like tweets a photo of him walking a dog and like writes to the moon. Everyone's like, oh shit, and like it just goes back <laughs> up, you know? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he just he just wants to. Me- it's like he's just messing with us, dude. It's like. <laughs> You know what I mean? He's like, let's see if this rocket crashes. And he's like, yeah. blah, blah. and then like, you know, that we, and we are playing this up and down game with good old Elon, but I did a hundred percent. Yeah, dude. I would love to go into cryptocurrency conversations, man. Cause yeah. I've been researching that. Uh, I own Bitcoin. I don't own Do- Dogecoin, mm-hmm. but now oh, everyone, good, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, awesome. I own like crushing right now. No, very tiny amount of Bitcoin. Don't worry about it. It's not like I own even still, coin. even yeah. still. Uh, but no, yeah. you know what they're talking about now, as if we're recording this, is that 
Have you heard of these NFTs? I hope I'm even saying that yeah. right. Yeah. You've heard of this? Yeah, NFT non-fungible tokens, yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's the it was it the killers that are putting out Kings something of Leon. Quite, huh? Kings of Leon. Kings of Leon. Well, I guess now all yeah. these artists are building out these digital one-off things that can never be reduplicated. Yeah. These kind of uh, so cool pieces of memorabilia and the way the 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 technology that they're building this on is ethereum so ethereum they call them smart mm. contracts and so what it is is it's just a it's not even a contract and it's not smart i don't know why they call them smart contracts but it's essentially <laughs> it's a deal saying i'm gonna pay you this amount for for this whatever you're gonna give me and that's what so the actual coin the funds are never really transferred i hope i'm saying this right i could be wrong but if the funds are never transferred mm. just ownership of those trans funds are transferred that's why it's quicker because with bitcoin yeah. only so much information can go in the block in the blockchain <laughs> that it takes a while it could take three days sometimes for mm. however long it takes for the miners to to process that information it could take three days to buy a candy bar and so they're like dude i'm yeah, these things have to be instant. It's got to be instant transactions. So Ethereum took care of that, and that's what this whole thing is built on. So now they're saying Ethereum might be the way to go because if all these art people start jumping on yeah. these NFTs and it's <clears throat> built on Ethereum, then Ethereum might be the technology going forward, or the the coin, the digital asset to go forward. But who knows? Yeah, it's it, it's it's all crazy, man. It's there, there's so much of that stuff popping up right now. I, I've I've been just doing like minimal research on the uh, the NFTs so far, but the research I've done, like, it looks pretty awesome, and I I definitely want to get involved. And it's dude, I honestly, as you were talking, just remembered. I don't know if it was. A, I think I had a dream last night about a different uh, kind of coin. I don't know if it was real. It's like I think I've been doing so much research on these coins and shit lately. But I don't know if this cryptocurrency was real or not. And I can clearly remember the conversation. And like someone's like, my brother was in it. And he, you know, he bought in at like 30 cents. And that's the dollar 50. And he, he's crushing it. But I don't know if that was real. It, it was another, dream. it was a clubhouse but like, conversation. You had it on it, while you were sleeping. Oh my God. You're like, ah. Oh, it may have been. Yeah. It may very well have been. <laughs> but yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's so interesting right now. Like my, my roommate is the same way as you. He's got a, a good portion of a, of a coin. Of for uh for crypto for in a you know um blank right now bitcoin yeah. so he's he's in the same spot as you and like we're both keeping an eye on anything else that's uh that's coming up but these nfts are my, my i just had a long conversation with my buddy over the weekend about the nfts and he because he's really really invested in it as well but it's crazy it could be the way to go man it's like once the world crashes you know what's going to be left maybe these maybe these tokens maybe these coins are going to be somewhere in the digital in the digital world you try and use a dollar and they're like get the hell out of here you loser you street person <laughs> like this is not this we don't use paper money everybody got coronavirus just what like a year ago from paper money we're doing digis now man yeah exactly i oh yeah man i uh, there is there was an episode it was a digital uh, Batman series like a long time ago. And I think Batman was a kid. This was like 15, 20 years ago, but he always had this card and it was just like a digital currency card and they didn't have cash in this world. And he would always swipe it. I remember thinking how cool that was. And I never forgot about that. And it's, it's like, kind of like coming to fruition now. It's, it's about becoming Batman like Beyond? almost real. It was Batman Beyond. That's it was exactly what it was. Great wow. show. Good memory, man. Great show. Are you that was kidding a great me? Show. Great memory. I was just watching yeah. it last night. <laughs> I'm like, I constantly <laughs> watch it. Yeah. No, no, no. That was a great yeah. show. And I always said, I was always thinking, like, dude, Chris Nolan's Batmans were so dope. Why don't they do a Batman Beyond? That would be like that's a billion dollar that's yeah. a billion dollar movie. Yeah. Man. Just sitting there waiting for Batman Beyond. That's where I always thought about. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't do that. There's so many cool, cool like video games and other like TV shows they need to adapt. It's just it, you know, from being actor a little bit, there's a lot of hoops to jump through, a lot of rights. People own certain things. Like, right. I want to see a Metal Gear Solid movie. Like that, I'm like just would love that. That'd be and so I've awesome. talked about it before to people, and I think there's just like it's just all caught up in like this whole chain of different people with ownership and stuff. So I think it's just really hard to get made, but someday like there's just a lot of good video games out there assassin oh they did assassin's creed it wasn't good but uh i think that the more 
the Mortal Kombat that's coming out, like that, that's one for me. I'm oh fucking, yeah, yeah, I dude, about it's that. gonna be sick, yeah, I'm there. dude. I'm they need there. to do fatalities in it. Oh my god, bro, I can't oh. wait. Because the, the technology is so good now. Like even the old one was kind of was fun in its own way. Yeah, <laughs> it was not I liked great, it. but like it was fun in its own way. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was fun. I thought it was cool. That's but like whatever. now they have the ability to actually make this stuff look real. Like he's gonna. Sh- scorpion's gonna shoot it out of his hand it's gonna look real and like people get you know ice for who was your guys' characters in the in the game who did you always go great question i was a i was a rep my brother was like the sub-zero guy and then i was reptile the green one oh reptile Reptile was a good one yeah Yeah. dude badass raiden's the best though i mean raiden is raiden's so old school it's like he's the man of the game you always feel like yeah Yeah. raiden's dope i was always uh scorpion or or Johnny Cage, one of those two though. Yeah, that's the other thing. In the yeah. first movie, Johnny Cage dies in like six seconds in like the first scene. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, I guess Johnny Cage is he's dead already. All right, great. Yeah, Just he walks out with sunglasses and he's dead. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, Pat, dude, I cannot thank you enough for doing this, for jumping on here, yeah. and being a part of this, man. This is awesome. Kidding this is me, great man. To see you. I'm honored to be on here, man. I always, I always love hearing from you, dude. Thanks for having me on. This, you guys are. You guys are great. You're crushing it as always. It's, you know, I just always feel so cool that I know a, a dude who's like, like killing it on radio because you came from college. What we were doing in there, you, you had a, you had a perfect path. You weren't like perfect the rest of us path. just kind of meandering and dude, well, you like, you <laughs> had a perfect path. You had, not you had a, perfect anymore. You had, vision. <laughs> you had a vision, dude, right? Am I wrong? Yeah. Am I wrong? No, you, right. vision. you knew where you wanted to go. And I, I just think it's so cool that you, you let nothing stop you to get there. It's just, it's really dope, man. You're, you're, you're crushing it. You know, Pike, I don't really know you as well yet, but from the looks of it and the sounds of it, you're also killing it, man. You seem like a great guy. You guys got great personalities, man. It's it's a lot of fun. Well, thanks, Pat. Uh, Not crushing it, but, uh, you know, I'm (laughs) paying the bills. (laughs) It's been great to meet you. We're all crushing it. Yeah. I got got a wife. That's good enough. Um, (laughs) You know, it's been very fun. I don't even know what those are, dude. Like, (laughs) you can't find wives out here, bro. They They don't happen. They don't happen in LA, so that's crushing. I don't know what those are, bro. I yeah, know his brother dude. had to go to Canada to get a wife. See how difficult it <laughs> yeah, is bro. now. You got to outsource here, dude. You can't. Yeah. You can't just pull in a regular LA girl. It's like, no, man. You got to go elsewhere, dude. Yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah, but uh, no, I just appreciate you having me on, man. It, it was good to hear from you, man. I, and I, this was an awesome podcast, dude. You guys are always fun. So I, I'll do this thing anytime. Anytime you want me on to, uh, to bother y'all for an hour. I man, appreciate it. Well, we appreciate it. You're jumping on. Make sure you're following Pat. He's on uh, He's on TikTok. And he used to be big on Snapchat. Mom, but he goes, baby. Now, I'm, now he's like, well, why go on Snapchat? Well, now that they got Instagram just crushing it. I'm Pat Quinn over on Instagram. Yeah, dude. Crushing on there. Pat, Pat, P-A-T-T-Q-U-I-N on, uh, on TikTok. Oh, and Clubhouse. It's just Pat Quinn. Pat Quinn. Me on Clubhouse and we're just P-A-T-Q-U-I-N-N and we're you know we're always like I said popping up shows and I'll just jump in random rooms at night on there so if you guys follow me on there you'll be able to see some of those rooms that I'm in and they're usually man there's some heavy hitters in there dude like just like last week I was in there with like King Batch and uh Zelda Williams Robin Williams daughter yeah you know some big some big people and it's just cool. really really cool like it's, it's a cool way to bring all these people together in a very very simple way well, you know what? Um, it's so yeah, also so check that out. the most like accessible way to talk to a celebrity or somebody yeah, even like yeah. a celebrity celebrity. But even if you're like fascinated for like me, financial, I mean, I was jumping in last night because I downloaded a couple like maybe a week or two ago and I was just in there mm-hmm. last night for like the first time. Like, all right, let's let's see what this is all about. This clubhouse thing. And mm-hmm. I was in there listening to some of these guys that I read their blogs on social media and here they are like taking questions like one-on-one i was like yeah. this is dope this is cool man yeah i'm, I'm all about this it, it's, it, it really kind of broke is, that man. barrier it's really awesome yeah totally really i mean it makes everybody so accessible and yeah. and you know right now especially in this time like anybody who is a celebrity i have to imagine that they're they're happy to be doing this because you want like you miss that connection with like your fans or just talking to people in general so i think both sides are really getting a good benefit out of it right now yeah. so it's definitely something cool to check out yeah well, we very, appreciate very cool. it. We'll definitely follow him at it's just Pat Quinn on TikTok. Pat with two T's on TikTok. And I'll, yes, I'll link, uh, I'm sorry, Pat Quinn on uh, Clubhouse. I'll link to all of these things in the in the description. Pat, you're the best, man. Thanks so much for jumping on, dude. You guys are the best. Thank you guys for having me on, Thanks, man. Bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, dude. Good Thanks, seeing man. you guys. Yeah. See y'all later.
Patrick Quinn, a fine Irish gentleman, if I do say so myself. What did you think your first time meeting him? I really liked him. I liked him more and more. The last thing he said, wow, what a way to end the thing. Do you remember even doing this interview at all? No. What was I wearing? <laughs> <laughs> it was. It, we did record it uh, maybe a week or two ago, but Pike, very short memory. But yet, Pat Quinn, long memory. He's a great guy. He'll never forget you. He's one of those dudes. So make sure you're giving him a follow on social media. I'm Pat Quinn. It's pretty easy. Also, check out his CBD company. I put a link in the description below so you can go and check that out for yourself if you want to order some of that product. So he's yes. a great dude, a great man. Well, he's a, he's a good follow. It's funny you say that because I, I feel like I know him more now than I did uh, well before. <laughs> Because I've been following him for you know since we did the interview. Since you did, and the I interview. just you know yes, yeah. So he's very funny, very funny social media, very funny comedian, um, and well worth it. Well, well worth your time. Well worth the time. I feel like he does social media correctly. In fact, I'm going to start copying what he does because I don't know what I'm doing on there. I'm just going to start copying Pat because he he gets it. He really does. Same. Yeah, just copy paste. <laughs> copy paste. Yeah. Just, I'm going to repeat everything he says and just tag him in each video. <laughs> just type out the entire transcript of each yes. video. Yeah. And do it. Yeah. And it'll be perfect. Why not? I think that's what we'll do. By the way, give this guy a old follow, would you? He's a wonderful person as well. At Pike Taylor Radio on all social media. He is uh, He's a good follow. I am at Sparks Radio. Uh, good follow? I'll lie to you and say, yeah, dude, you're going to be blown away by the, the shit I put out there. Oh, it's a good time. I mean, nobody's copying and pasting <laughs> what we're putting out there, but, you know, yeah, it's good. Not until I start yeah. copying and pasting Pat Quinn. <laughs> then they'll start copying and pasting me. You're just the middleman. <laughs> yeah, just the middleman. Uh, if you want to, it would be great if you sign up for the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Sparks Radio. Sign up there. You get all kinds of sweet bonus content. Unedited. Uh, un I didn't mess uh, messed up that word. Unedited videos. Unedited interviews. Unedited magic tricks. All kinds of stuff is up there on the old Patreon. We do live hangouts with a bunch of committee members. It is a blast. Definitely sign up over there. Patreon.com slash Sparks Radio. I got to leave, bro. We got to roll. Any last words, okay. Pike? Um, but let me let me do this right this time. Uh, take care, everyone. Have a great evening. So's over, motherfuckers. Now get out of here.